When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to the Solid Verbal Boys and Girls. My name is Ty Hildenbrand. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and colleague and co-host of many years. Way over there, beautiful New York City. It's sunny, Dan. Dan Rubenstein, how are you? I'm good. I'm in the audio mausoleum, which is now ventilated, and I'm wearing short sleeves here today, Ty. Okay. I'm wearing a polo shirt. I feel good. I went to the gym this morning. Do you ever work out in the mornings before work? I used to try doing it in the mornings, but I'm more of an after work kind of guy. I've been doing the after okay. work thing now. Because when I can get inspired in the mornings, yeah. I feel wonderful. Also, I'm getting married in two months, Ty, so it's time to get swole. So now what are you doing at the gym? Are you doing weights? Are you trying to... Uh, slim down to fit into the suit you haven't bought yet. What's your What's your strategy here? Oh, I just stand in the corner and, and creep on people. Okay, that's what I do. No, I will because I still have a bad foot. Uh, I do run when it's nice outside, but at the gym, I'll do some bike stuff. I do some weights. I do a couple of machines. I just started doing. I don't know what they're called, Ty. Those yeah. rope things, the that the sort of lasso rope things. The lasso you know what I'm talking rope about the like that Jesse Palmer did at like Oklahoma. They're like they're these ropes that are attached to the ground basically, and they're like 15 feet long. Okay, and you sort yeah, of yeah. whip them like you are, you know, heading out west in in a, in a covered wagon. Kind That's of a thing. tough tough workout right there. I tell you, Ty, my core has been better. <laughs> But it's improving. All right. How you doing, Ty? Are your sleeves short? My sleeves are short. Um, I am wearing the custom uniform of the Solid Verbal, my Hanes white t-shirt. Nice. 
But um, I, too, have gone to the gym, though I'm not doing the rope thing. Spring has sprung, Dan. It has, indeed. And with that in mind, we've got we've got a little bit of a, what is this, a, a spring show, a spring forecast, we're calling it? Spring forecast. You are a big, you're a weather buff, right? Love weather, yeah. Love your weather, love your Dopplers. Do you like, do you have a, a preferred model, the European, the NAM? I'm more of a European guy. Okay, sure. I've uh, I've got several weather apps on on the phone. Usually go weather.com app just for the for the quick glance at what's going on. But I also have the hyper local look that you can get for $3.99 or $2.99, whatever they're charging now for dark sky. I was gonna say that's if you're into weather, you gotta go dark skies because they're they'll just tell you you'll get an alert on your phone and it's very ominous. It's gonna rain in four minutes where you are. And it's usually <laughs> it's pretty awesome. accurate. Uh, I am in the market though for a new weather app. Okay. This isn't an ad. I'm in the market for a new weather app because I thoroughly believe that uh, they've screwed up the weather.com app. They've added too many graphics and tried to turn it into like a social thing. This is going nowhere on the football side, mind you, but no, that's okay. just expressing my discontent with where they've gone with the uh, weather.com app. So if anyone out there has any suggestions, solidverbal at gmail.com, let us know. Uh, speaking of going nowhere on the football side... Uh, it's time to talk spring football and <laughs> Baylor. Okay, I don't know what what school I felt needed to be trolled and roasted, whatever. But uh, so tell them what we're going to do here, Ty. This is sort of, I wouldn't say it's thrown together. We've done some prep work, but we have yeah. a spring forecast and there's not a ton that anybody can glean from spring football. But it's kind of cool to see the, the rhythms that new coaches, new quarterbacks, new players, new freshmen, uh, new whatever, new systems, whatever, get thrown into the mix during the springtime. And it's just sort of an installation process. But sometimes you see position changes, you know, wide receivers become safeties, quarterbacks become safeties. Basically, it's figuring out who's going to become a safety in the fall. And it's kind of interesting on a number of levels. So I think we're going to go across college football and forecast a little bit and decide how stormy things are getting out of school, if the birds are chirping, if they deserve just excellent spring break music. And we'll go across the sport and really make some snap judgments based on very little in the way of fact. It's a conjecture episode. Depending, right, exactly. Depending on your perspective, it's either the post-postseason or the pre 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 preseason. And I will say this, Ty, nobody pre's better than Ty and Dan. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is the pre-pre-pre-season. We're all starved for content. Mm -hmm. As a whole, I think we're in agreement that people read way too much into spring football and spring storylines. But that being said, it doesn't mean they're not interesting. There is some interesting stuff here. It speaks to the appetite. It speaks to the appetite. We know if you're listening now, you've got a college football appetite. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a bunch of things. I actually have no idea what you've got on your list. I think I tipped my hand a little bit and showed you what I yeah, was it's not a mystery about. episode. I'm just lazy. I can I can tell you right now. So we got some sound clips. We've got some topics in front of us here. Things that we're interested in following now. Spring storylines. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan, why don't you why don't you kick off our spring forecast here? All right, let's let's start with some stormy weather, Ty. Um, go stormy. I got. I want to go stormy because I want a happy ending. Okay, I understand Ooh. how that sounds. That's that's. That's extra stormy. Okay. Okay. It is extra stormy. Um, let's first talk about teams that go into the spring with some tumult, with yeah, some okay. questions that it doesn't look great. And right now, I'm I'm exceedingly curious about Baylor. 
because why I'm sort of rooting for Matt Rule because I really like what he did at Temple and Philadelphia and the Owls, but they are overhauling scheme with not that many players. Right, they are going to move towards a more power spread. I know there was a hire away from Chip Kelly's staff when he was with the 49ers, Um, but like what. what Matt Rule and the Owls did last year at Temple, they're going to rely on power running, although they will spread out and perhaps rely on some quarterback mobility, but the numbers are not great. And in a Big 12 that is sort of uncertain, it would have been a very good year for Baylor to, to sort of see consistency. So I am I am down right now on Baylor in the short term, but curious to see what the new look offense starts to look like in Waco. I agree and disagree. Okay, why is that? I'm I don't find myself all that interested in Baylor right now. Oh, it's okay. I'm curious to see what the new direction is. Curious to see what Matt Rule does, what he installs, how he tries to move that program forward forward what they do on offense, blah blah blah. Right. The reason I'm not interested is because they gave him a 7-year contract. Even they will acknowledge he needs some runway to rebuild what has gone south at Baylor. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see anything groundbreaking this spring, maybe oh, no. even this season. I think it's going to be a multi-year effort in order to get Baylor back to the promised land. So for me, I might be more interested at this time next year mm-hmm. to see the foundation that he's built, to see now how he tries to get them to the next gear. I am most interested to see if Baylor can treat humans all right. Absolutely. That's what I would love to Absolutely. see from Baylor. So the, the sound clip is accurate. Yeah. I agree with you on many fronts. I don't find that I am as interested as as you might be. Do you have a stormy situation? Uh, let's talk about the quarterback battle at Florida. Oh, I have that down here as well. I just want to know if this is going to happen or not for Jim McElwain. Like he was an offensive guy at Alabama. Colorado he did a State. pretty good job, right? He did a pretty good job at Colorado state on offense. Mm-hmm. That's really been the one missing piece. When he came over, he took over for Will Muschamp and they didn't have, a reliable quarterback situation or just a reliable, reliable offense situation. We haven't seen that yet. We thought we might see it with Will Greer, but that went south in a hurry. And since then, they've kind of been stumbling over themselves trying to figure out where to go next. And they had that Treon Harris experiment, which no one felt good about, but they were relegated into against their mm-hmm. will. Now it's going to be who? Felipe Franks, Kyle Trask. Sure. Both those guys are young. And even if they have the best offensive scheme in the world, there are going to be some growing pains. Correct. I'm thinking this is more stormy than not, and that's not something that Florida fans want to hear. Yeah, the must-champ guys are gone, a lot of them on defense. And even if the quarterback situation improves from where it was last year and the injury problems dissolve and go away, um, Felipe Franks has a big arm. He's physically impressive. I think he's something like 6'5". Yeah, um, big dude. The offensive line, not great last year. We need to take a, a few steps forward. And who is actually catching the ball for Florida, even if this quarterback, whoever it is, turns out to be good? That's that's my thing. I mean, you, there's there's what's it's Tyree Cleveland is one of the big hopes. Um, but the numbers, the 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 thin nature of that Florida receiving core is pretty scary at this point. And I know recruiting had an uptick this year for Florida. McElwain closed strong. But the amount of certainty in Gainesville is even lower than usual, which is saying a lot considering the the tumultuous nature. And maybe that's a good thing for him. I don't know. Maybe he gets a pass 
because fans are going to be able to acknowledge that up front. But it's been a while. That's the point. It's been a while since I think a Florida fan could look at you and say, I feel good about our offensive slash quarterback situation. Maybe this gives you an opportunity to start fresh, to build from the ground up. I think that's your best hope. But best case scenario is a fair amount of growing pains. And so for me, that's that's a stormy situation. It's it's especially stormy because Florida's what won they what they've won the East two years in a row now yep. under Jim McElwain. And the sense I get from Florida fans are sort of just like they're fine with McElwain, but not like the craziest, which is very strange to say when you win a division two straight years in a row. So the expectations are obviously very high there, but there's there's secret unease, I would say, with McElwain among the Gator faithful. The division championships have felt a bit like they've fallen off the back of a truck. Yes, absolutely. So there's your uncertainty. All right, where are we going next? What's the, what's the forecast, Dan? Um, you know what? You have a Michigan thing down here. I, I wouldn't do. say it's necessarily stormy. It might be a little bit windy. No, 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 no. I'm not playing what's that? windy. I'm playing. Oh, okay. I got... I have some very specific forecasts. Oh, here. what do you have for Michigan? Okay. Um, let's go with this one. <laughs> let's talk too hot. Okay. Too hot for podcasting. Too hot for... Whew. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? Michigan is going on a field trip. Yeah. This was very hot a year ago. Just talk to coaches in the SEC. Michigan has now decided that it's going to take a Euro trip in place of going down to Florida for spring break. Right. Uh, they're going to Rome, Dan. Yes. Have you heard about this? Do you know about this? I know about the trip. It's to be educational in nature. Right. Of course. And when it, do you know the exact dates this is happening? The end, I will. I read the end of April. Oh, okay. I will be in Rome the very, pretty much the very beginning of June okay. as part of my honeymoon. Boy, that would be so, cool. If you were I would I will miss the very educational Michigan trip to Rome, which, by the way, I'm in favor of. Yes. See, that's my thing. Someone's going to find a way to be outraged by this. And it's if, fine. Like, people are going to cite like some schools are haves and others are have nots. I, I don't care about that. This to me is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in it because it's 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 odd. Mm-hmm. College football, Rome. Okay, that's a weird pairing. They're going to do, as I understand it, a week of practice over there. They're going to see some sites. They're going to do some charitable deeds and visit an orphanage and some other stuff. PR will put its spin on it. They'll make it sound educational and charitable and all that. The reason that I am most interested in this, why Rome? <laughs> like what? Why not? Of all the gin joints in all the it's world, an they ancient pick Rome. city. They pick you Rome. You eat really well. Have you been to Rome? I've not been to Rome, no. It's supposedly pretty dirty, and it's enormous and sprawling, but I'm looking forward to eating well. The pizza crust is supposedly very thin. Um, a lot of fresh ingredients, Thai. A lot of, a lot of ancient wonders to absorb. I'm, I'm very excited, and I imagine Michigan people are as well. It's just, absolutely. It's an odd pairing to me, like LSU going to Lambeau Field to play Wisconsin. Oh, that's a perfect Or pairing. Mississippi State going to UMass last year. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like it quite matches up. Okay. I'm not at all outraged by the fact that they're going and other schools might not be able to afford it. And I am, even though I'm a little bit over Harbaugh at this point, I am excited for the guaranteed picture that you're going to get of Harbaugh wearing a fanny pack 
for doing something very touristy or immature in Rome, because you know that's going to happen. I will I will give uh, Mr. Harbaugh credit for this. I think he went away from Dockers. Did you see this? He's this going is slim the fit now, right? It is a slim fit, I believe, Lululemon. Okay. With breathless wonder, we update you on Jim Harbaugh's pantaloons. Okay. Um, but it looks good. Ty, I'm telling you, I mean, you've lived this firsthand. You go slim fit. Things are looking things are looking up. So I'm down. Good decision making early on in the spring. And here's the other thing about Michigan that I, to me makes them a little bit windy in the spring and not necessarily windy in a bad way. But I feel like we could be getting, you know, Mother Nature could be blowing in some changes. today. OK. And so I was I go into my like trailer voice. What was that? OK. <laughs> Mother Nature. Yeah. Coming at you. WSBN. Um, so. We have a quarterback situation that is less than up in the air, but it's a little bit crazier than solidified, right? With the way Wilton Spate finished the season. Definitely. I feel like there is going to be more open competition that is led on. Definitely. Um, The offensive line is being rebuilt. Uh, They're still sort of playing running back by committee. Uh, The big two receivers and Jake Butt are gone. That's Amari Darbo and Jehu Chesson. The secondary is being rebuilt. A lot of big losses up front. Taco Charlton could be first, second round pick. So I'm wondering, especially now also that coupled with the loss of, I believe, Jed Fish, the quarterback's coach and whatever passing game coordinator, he moves on to UCLA. I wonder if there is an element of how Jim Harbaugh transformed in a number of ways with Colin Kaepernick over Alex Smith. Mm. When given that opportunity, I wonder, I, th- I still think the focus will be on power. I think it's going to be on on big offensive linemen, you know, sort of that man ball focus. But I wonder if it looks the same. Right. I wonder if they go a little bit more power spread that to make things potentially a little bit easier for the the young talent in Ann Arbor. I just I wonder if there is somewhat of a transformation. It's what Pep Hamilton coming yeah. in now from yep. after he was fired from the Colts and you know he goes back with Harbaugh to Stanford. I wonder if there is some of the latter Andrew Luck elements without the having to focus on making big reads. I I just I I'd, I'd be curious and I I think it'd be a wonderful thing. He's always been good regardless of personnel. Right. So it's not a stretch to say that, uh, yeah, he, he could pull the same trick at Michigan. There is some turnover at mm-hmm. Michigan. It will be uh, an interesting year to follow, to say the least. But they're going to Rome, which yes. I think is cool. All the other stuff about Michigan football is valid, but going to Rome is a different kind of story. And I expect that we're going to get some cool social media tales that come out of that one. Some pump yes. for it. Absolutely. All right. What's, uh, what's our next forecast, Daniel? So why don't we forecast... So we've talked about new QBs in the past in terms of the transfer guys. So Jarrett Stidham, Will Greer, Blake Barnett, we've talked about. Who was the other one in our in our foursome? Oh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, yep. It doesn't appear that the huge name, now eligible quarterback in the Big 12 will actually play significant time this year, barring an injury. I, of course, speak of Kyler Murray at Oklahoma, but he is a spring game all-star. Um, what I am curious, though, a couple of other names. Okay. That are coming in as new quarterbacks in big spots. And I'm, I imagine you have this as well. Yeah. Kelly Bryant at Clemson. Yep. He is the odds on favorite at the moment, I think, to win the job out just because he seems like the incumbent and not the incumbent, but the incumbent backup to sort of ascend to that level. Do you believe in Clemson perhaps not keeping the train rolling to the college football playoff, but Kelly Bryant's 
being in the system long enough and the coaches being familiar enough with him to look good in the spring and solidify his role? Or do you think it's more open than anticipated? I'm secretly rooting, by the way, for Zarek Cooper because his name is Zarek. Zarek, of course. But you're right. The the odds on favorite is probably Kelly Bryant at this point. Hunter Johnson, a name people are excited about. Um, I'm not sure how this translates. And okay. I I have faith that they have recruited talent, regardless of whether it's Bryant or Johnson. They have done so well over the last couple of years, both on the recruiting trail and on the field, that they're going to be fine. Long term, they will be fine. I'm just not sure if they're going to live up to quite the standard they've set for themselves the last couple of years. And that, to me, I think is is what I am most curious about. To what degree can they move forward in a post-Deshaun Watson reality? Sure. It uh, should be noted, whoever is starting at quarterback will not have Mike Williams. I don't believe we'll have Artavis Scott. Right. And we'll have Hunter Renfro. We'll have Deion Kane, Mary McLeod. So weapons certainly there. Defensively, you know, there are a couple of big losses up front, but Dexter Lawrence, people are already talking about him as, you know, a top one, two, three pick in next year's draft up front. Cordray Tankersley is gone. So rebuilding in a, a number of key spots. So even if Kelly Bryant is good, but not great, it, I think it would be fair to say, and this is sort of previewing the season, curious to see what the just quarterback battle looks like this spring. Cause I imagine, you know, even with some thin defensive line issues in the middle, I think they're going to be fine. And listen, Brent Venables is still calling plays. I think they will be absolutely fine, but it's going to be a different look on offense. And let's be honest Deshaun Watson won a lot of games for him. Mm-hmm. He won a lot of games for him. Can you count on Kelly Bryant or Hunter Johnson or Zarek Cooper? To do? I don't know. You love Zarek. I am a Zarek fan. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I just, I don't know what I don't know. Can we count on any of these guys? We haven't seen enough of them to know anything. Right. All right. Okay. They'll be fine. How do we want to classify that? Uh, I think things are going to be a little bit windy, but that's okay. Go windy. Um, yeah. Let me feel that wind. Let me feel the wind. Okay. It builds. But I will say this, Ty. No matter what happens this year, I think they're going to be. Wind. They're going to be. It's a lot of wind. They're going to be very happy. They, there's a, a calming hangover effect that even when you're not the greatest after you win a championship, you just won a championship. And so you can play my wild spring break song, Ty, because that's, that's how Clemson fans are feeling on the inside, Ty. All right. Let me, let, let me hold off on that one. Let's talk about the Auburn quarterback battle first. Okay. Is this under the, the guise of windiness? It's windy. Uh, it's also... It's raining sideways. Mm, true. So we've got ourselves a good old-fashioned QB battle at Auburn right now. Sean White, a name everyone's familiar with, Woody Barrett, Malik Willis, and oh, Jared Stidham. Yeah. Sean White, broken arm, I think, yep. not playing in the spring. Yeah. Are we going to see Jared Stidham, and is he going to take the baton once and for all from Sean White? Sean White was better than I think a lot of people realized last year. He completed 64% ah. of his passes in 11 games, that is not bad, but it's the wrong stat, and that's the problem. Yeah. He had just 55 rushing attempts, 163 yards rushing all last season. Dan, this is not the Gus Malzanian offense that we grew accustomed to under Cam Newton, even under Nick Marshall. Yeah. This is a different system that they've been running, and it feels to me like a bit of an identity crisis. If Stidham takes the reins, 
what does the offense look like? Because I think he's a better runner, and he might be a better thrower than Sean White, but he's certainly not Nick Marshall or Cam Newton. Right. I don't know if we've seen that happy medium yet from Gus Malzahn. So that's why I'm curious. That's why I'm inclined to say wind. Well, first of all, I don't necessarily put a ton of stock in quarterback rushing numbers because of the st- the sack factor uh, that that's included in a lot of these statistics. But that said, Sean White beat up certainly was a disappointed disappointment, had some big moments, though, as well for the Tigers. Here's the good news, if not great news for Auburn. They hired a new offensive coordinator who is going to bring new things that have succeeded at multiple places in Chip Lindsay that I think mm. marry well okay. with Jarrett Stidham's ability. I think they're going to be a little bit more downfield. I think they're going to be a bit more organized and utilize some of Chip Lindsay's ideas. He was at Arizona State for a year before that. I believe he was at Southern Miss and, and well-regarded and has a good reputation down there. I would imagine, especially with time to sort of look at Stidham's game tape and, and sort of figure Stidham out and, you know, Jared didn't play, Jared Stidham didn't play last year for his junior college, that the offense will be formatted pretty well for him from the onset because it would be hard to imagine that a player of his caliber is going to come in and sit behind anybody. So I think they're in a good place. They've got good offensive skill talent, but not where it's been these past few years. But if the offense is open and we saw how good that defense was last year, perhaps unexpectedly, I, I'd say just a pleasant spring breeze, Ty. Not the full windstorm. Okay. So just a pleasant breeze. So two Absolutely. windy situations here. Mm-hmm. You got to hope that uh, Stidham comes in. He's able to make the right reads. If you are looking to make the right reads, though, at home, why not try Texas? <gasps> good. God, that was wonderful, Ty. Why not try Texture, Dan? Do it. Texture. We've both tried texture. Now, listen, the URL here is texture.com slash solid. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking, even if you don't want a 14 day free trial, which quite honestly is Looney Tunes, if you don't <laughs> 14 days free of anything is worth it. Maybe not anything, yeah. but certainly texture. If you're not going to sign up, at least go to the website texture.com slash solid slash solid. Look at it. See if it's for you. I recommended it to people at the Mysterious Day Job. I myself have used it to try and kill time on a plane. At a minimum, just to imbibe some great stuff out there from over 200 publications, Dan. Yeah. Here is the way this works. It is a digital version of all the magazines you know and love. You get it from the convenience of your phone or tablet. Wherever you are, they give you daily recommendations They give you exclusive interactive features. They make it easy to enjoy the articles you want to read. And it's searchable. But you can't, you can't like type something in if you've got a hard copy of time. Right. Can't do that. Correct. Now you can go through, you can search, you can mark what you like. Yeah, old people. Old issues, video bonus content, everything from Sports Illustrated to Esquire to Forbes. You name it, I got a huge list here in front of me of all the publications that are on Texture. Literally anything you want, it's there. It was selected as one of Apple's top apps in 2016. Normally, it's $9.99 a month, but right now, texture.com slash solid. You get a 14-day free trial. It's texture.com slash solid. You can try it for free for 14 days, Dan. Oh, God, that's great. We are sending all y'all a great offer there at texture.com. I would also say this 
and then we'll jump back in, I promise. Dan, um, if you're looking to send any kind of mail, stamps.com can save you time and money. I do like that. I just used stamps.com to send my passport in to get a new passport. Did you? I don't have time to go get stamps, Ty. Look at me. Stamps.com is something you can use to help you grow your business. You can mail a letter, a package, anything you want. All you need to do is use your computer and a printer. The mailman will pick it up. You can avoid the hassle of the post office. Mail everything from postcards, envelopes, packages, domestically, internationally, you name it. Create your stamps.com account in just minutes online with no equipment to lease, no long-term commitments. Just click, print, and mail. And you're done. Stamps.com never closes, Dan. It's not like the post office. Never closes. You can print postage for letters. Anything you want 24-7, seven days a week. It's convenient, easy, reliable, flexible. The whole nine yards, they bring all the services of the USPS right to your fingertips. And it's easy. It's Mm -hmm. easy. They'll send you a digital scale if you want one. It'll automatically calculate exact postage. This is a good deal. They're going to send me the scale. I'm going to start using it. Okay. All right. I'm going to use stamps.com. You should too. Right now, you can enjoy the stamps service with a special offer that includes a four-week free trial. So many free trials up in here. Love a great free trial, Ty. Four-week free trial plus postage and a digital scale without a long-term commitment. Right now, go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. And type in our code, which is SOLID, S-O-L-I-D. Stamps.com, enter SOLID. Never go to the post office again. Ty, I have a place to go. I want to put my Stamps.com stamp and mail in this letter. Okay. Of knowledge. Yes. So this can be a mixed bag. So much like spring, rain one day, windy the next, sunshine, birds chirping the day after that. Let's talk new coordinators, Ty. Let's talk about big assistant hires. Okay. Because it's been a big spring for that. So we have the new head coaches. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute, perhaps. Ed Orgeron, Tom Herman, Willie Taggart, P.J. Fleck, who everybody else. Um, but Nebraska with your boy, Bob Diaco. My beautiful boy. Bob. Great hair, yeah. Doug Meacham in a surprise move to Kansas from TCU. Sonny okay. Cumbie owns that offense outright. Matt Lubick, who was at Oregon as their offensive coordinator last year, took three different jobs. Yep. Uh, I believe he's the receivers and passing game coordinator at Washington, which I think is a really, really shrewd and good hire. Uh, Kevin Wilson at Ohio State, I know you're interested in discussing. Yeah. Uh, Todd, Todd Orlando th- throwing everybody on different sides of the of the defensive alignment at Texas as they sort of go to a new kind of multiple three four type look. Uh Jed Fish at UCLA, Jim Levitt at Oregon, Matt Canada at LSU. Yeah. Come on, Ty. Who where's the passion from you with these assistants? Where's the forecast? Um you mentioned Kevin Wilson. I'm interested in Kevin Wilson. He is someone we've had him on the show. He was unceremoniously let go at Indiana. Now he's landed on his feet at Ohio State. A good offensive mind. He's just someone that I've always associated more with an air raid. Ran a wide open system at Oklahoma. uh, Ran a wide open system at Indiana. But got a lot of, had a lot of success on the ground. A lot of success. Coleman, Jordan Howard. Yeah. A lot of success on the ground. I'm just curious to see what it looks like. Um, He's got JT Barrett, Mm -hmm. who was not exactly a notable passer a year ago. But he's certainly got the tool set that he can do whatever he wants. 
And so I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a good offensive mind. I'm just curious to see how he assembles the pieces and how it relates to what we saw a year ago. What kind of fixes will he implement to try and get more out of that passing game? To me, is the big question. So I don't know if it's wind. I don't think it's rain. Ultimately, it's Ohio State, so probably more bird singing. <laughs> you know, probably more birds out there sure. by the end of the season. But I'm curious to see how it starts, and hopefully, hopefully the spring game and some of the spring practice reports will give us more more of an indication as to what's to come there. Yeah, he certainly has air raid in his pedigree. I would argue, though, that his offense, especially as a coordinator at Oklahoma, they were pretty balanced. You know, Sam Bradford is the one that gets a sort of a lot of the attention, but that offense in general was pretty balanced. They put up a ton of yards. They played quickly, and Urban Meyer is somebody, again, Ty, and this is something I don't have in front of me. If you have this at the top of your head, how many points did Ohio State score against Clemson in their biggest game of the year? Hmm. That'd be zero points. Yeah, that'd be zero. Yeah. So that's a pretty good time to come in and say things like, I think we should overhaul X, Y, and Z. Now, I listen, they got to the college football playoffs, so it's not like it's a disaster in Columbus. But I could see some pretty major tweaks that I'm curious to look at in the Ohio State spring game, whenever that is. I do not have that in front of me. Um, but interested to see if there are more manageable horizontal passes for JT Barrett to get things in a rhythm to generate more second and fours. I'm curious to see the running back alignments, um, how they use receivers. Cause again, that's another position group that's going through some changes. So I, I am interested to see, cause I think we can expect at least a somewhat new look Ohio state offense. I'm, I'm excited about that. Because they've got the pieces to do whatever they want. If they want to build mm-hmm. something really special, Kevin Wilson is probably a bright enough football mind to do so and uh, can really get creative if he wants. Absolutely. What other offensive coaching change are you interested in outside of Ohio State? So actually, this is sort of it goes hand in hand because I'm. Uh, very curious about what USF is going to look like with Sterling Gilbert. Sterling Gilbert, excuse me, running the offense like he did with Texas for Charlie Strong last year. And then, of course, what Oregon will look like with Willie Taggart running a what I assume will be a very similar system to what he did last year without a quarterback that had the type of mobility that Quentin Flowers had, but still a successful quarterback. Right. Let me running ask, that let me sort ask of Gulf about, Coast thing. Yeah. Let me ask you about Oregon. Yes. Has it calmed down out there? Because Willie Taggart got off to a bit of a rocky start. Ty, we're talking about a Final Four type athletic department. (laughs) We're talking about a Final Four caliber. I hope you listen to this before Final Four happens or something good happens to the Final Four and you listen to it after the fact. But things have calmed down. It seemed they signed a good recruiting class. They're going through, I think, workouts right now. Spring practice starts in, I don't know, a week or 10 days or so. And I think the news coming out of Eugene is basketball and minimal, which is how it probably should be at this time of the year. So, yes, things appear to be quiet. And honestly, Ty, this offense is pretty stacked. They return basically everybody important. That's a great thing for a new coach with an offensive background looking to be wide open, to have a a quarterback with experience, have skill talent led by Maybe now the best running back in the Pac-12. I, maybe I'm thinking missing somebody. I mean, Miles Gaskin's really good, but Royce Young is a, is a higher ceiling, I think. So 
Oregon's in a good place. Curious to see just what that offense looks like. If they're looking like that Baylor sort of Clemson hybrid that, uh, you know, a lot of heavy RPO stuff that USF was running last year and what Quentin Flowers is able to do as a production machine for USF without Willie Taggart running the show. All right. So we play in birds here. Let's play some birds. birds. I think I'm very, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very peaceful, Dan. Yeah, we've got, I mean, the ducks are birds. Bulls are, you know, near birds sometimes. So, yeah, I feel good. But on that same note, Ty. Yeah. We've got Ed Orgeron, defensive background, hiring, I think, a very highly thought of offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. Correct. Um, We have Tom Herman going to be running his system in Texas. We have P.J. Fleck, who comes from an offensive background. Looks like he's going to be opening things up for Minnesota. Um, any head coach, offensive coordinator, you have UCLA, I think going to stay sort of pro style with Jed fish after their pro style experiment last year failed in a big way. Uh, what, what intrigues you in terms of new looks this spring offensively? I think I'm most interested in Matt Canada at LSU. Okay. LSU has been an offense in need of overhaul for a while. And Matt Canada is a guy who, who comes in with uh, much acclaim did wonders in his previous stop, obviously. And um, I just want to know what it's going to look like. I'm not here to make any predictions. I'm not here to really even make any forecasts. I don't know. Insufficient data here okay, to make a forecast. But for me, this has always been a situation where there's a ton of talent and they've just needed a renovation of sorts to get this thing jump-started. Windy? Birds singing? What are we thinking? Um, I think uh, I'm going to play two at once. It's raining sideways. Okay. I mean, that feels right. You know, maybe. Feels like the right reaction. Maybe some growing pains and then a beautiful rainbow followed by birds chirping by the end of the season. I don't know if we have a shovel pass sound effect. No. If we did, that would be extremely appropriate. Uh, Let's say in the SEC West, Ty, because there's been some movement and shuffling. Brian, I don't even know how you pronounce it. I'll find out eventually. Dabble? Dabble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Alabama defensive coordinator relieving long-tenured, grizzled, tied veteran Steve Sarkeesian um, after he coached for but a game in the National Championship game in Lane Kiffin. So he comes over from the Pats, I believe. He was an old Nick Saban GA at Michigan State. Um, And they also have, I believe it's so like Mike Loxley has been promoted. He's a receivers coach and probably has some sort of assistant head coach title. And... They hired, I believe it's two new secret assistants. What do they call it? They call them analysts. They're secret assistants. Um, Chris Wanky and Dan Werner, who engineered some really good Ole Miss offenses, especially over Alabama. Yeah, especially over Alabama. They put up like 40 points uh, each time. So Alabama, you feeling good? Do you feel like it's just too much attrition too often? Um, they return Jalen Hurts. They obviously are as talented or more talented than literally everybody. Is it too much being thrown at this team too quickly? (laughs) How could you ever feel anything other than the hots for Alabama? I know. You know, things are great until they're not. This would be like, let's say, an 80% chance of it being mostly sunny. Okay. There's a 20% chance that maybe it could go off the rails. There's some NFL stink coming in. Pop-up thunderstorm. Isolated thunderstorm if you want to use the official weather speak, but it's Alabama. There's so much talent there. You've got a true freshman quarterback from a year ago, now a year older. You've got all sorts of talent around him. 
I don't care if there is attrition. Nick Saban goes like five deep at every position. Mostly sunny. I feel pretty good, I would say. I mean, <sighs> attrition ultimately will end Alabama. Even though Nick Saban is a cyborg, I am confident in saying it won't be Nick Saban's coaching ability. It will just be inconsistency in the people around. So I don't think it's going to be this year. Do, but do you think that Alabama will end, quote unquote, at any point during the Saban era? No. I think Saban is the ultimate in attrition. I was going to say, I think that's what it's going to take in order for the end to occur. He's right. going to need to leave because he's got this thing going at a million miles an hour at this point. PJ Fleck, do you think that sort of thing? Because he is, along with Tom Herman, and I don't say this in any sort of derogatory way, pejorative way, they're buy-in guys. The success that they had is not necessarily rooted in scheme, even though, as we've seen, Minnesota moved the ball really nicely last year, turned teams over at a crazy rate, didn't turn themselves over, didn't turn over the ball themselves. Um, and Houston, led by their defense, led by the the week-in and week-out efforts defensively, offensively, some, some lackadaisical results because of injuries. But do you feel good about P.J. Fleck getting quick buy-in starting this spring? Quick buy-in, yes. Yes, he's, okay. he's That's very big. good. He's very good at building excitement. Mm-hmm. That's part of his brand, the whole row the boat thing. That's coming with him. Okay. Coming with him from his previous stop. So I think he'll get buy-in. I'm going to repackage this and throw it back at you. Okay. Of these two situations, which one has the highest chance for tumultuous weather? Tom Herman at Texas, P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. Is one of these... Teams in the Big Ten West. Correct. One is, yes. So I would say probably Minnesota is clear sailing, all things considered, in the short term, just because the attention is is much brighter on the 40 acres. So totally. Tom, Tom Herman brings in his staff. He was a GA for Texas. He is, relatively speaking, local. This is a place that has been in need of an overhaul since 2010, pretty much. Charlie Strong, you know, for every step he took forward, maybe took half a step back just because you got three years. You should be beating uh, you should be beating Kansas by the end of it. And there's just so much more attention. So I think the possibility for more tumultuousness in Minnesota did not end the year in a particularly good way, human wise. No, no, no. But at this point, I think it's still, you know, Texas has the higher ceiling and the lower floor. I think you're right on the money, honestly. So much attention on Texas that even if it takes Tom Herman a little while longer to build this thing up, there Mm -hmm. will be people who are impatient, who aren't willing to wait. I think he will pay almost immediate dividends, but that remains to be seen. There have been some rumors that they've reached out to my boy Malik Zaire. (laughs) This is true. So Malik Zaire versus Shane Bouchelle could be an interesting sideshow, but we'll see. I think think both will have positive impacts on their situation. Uh, I think P.J. Fleck will get a much, much longer leash. Obviously, he's at Minnesota where there aren't traditionally very high football expectations. Certainly, Tom Herman's going to be under the microscope from day one. What do you want to see or hear from either of these programs this spring? 
Like I w- some news, some news has come out of Texas. Like Malik Jefferson is moving to outside linebacker. Brecken Hager is moving to, I think, middle linebacker from defensive end. You know, there's a couple corners moving to safety. Like I said, spring is all about figuring out who's now moving to safety. That's all it is. So what what actual, not necessarily progress, but what just update would you like on the the Texas and Minnesota program? I I want to see and hear more operational details. Okay, from Tom Herman. I they ripped hear, up the carpet at Texas, Ty. Right. I want to hear how they're going to change the scheme, even if we don't see it on the field in any kind of spring game capacity. Right. I want to hear about changes that they're making. I want to hear about a plan that he has to try and move things forward. What are you going to do X, Y, Z? Because we've had him on our show in the spring, and he was very good at doing that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what his plan is to try and put things in a better spot at Texas. On the Minnesota side, I think I just want to hear about more of the buy-in. You know, I want to hear okay. about enthusiasm and confidence among the team that they can now take this program to the next level. Because it's going to look different from the way it did a year ago. I want to just hear that people are buying in, that people are excited, and that his brand, PJ Flex brand of enthusiasm, mm-hmm. is translating to another program. I think that's that's realistic. Um, I do want to talk about, I think I just have one more thing on my list that I'm, okay. I'm somewhat interested in. Uh, I want to talk about El Keo. Okay. Do you know who El Keo is? Uh, enlighten me. Mike Elko. El Keo. Oh God. New defensive coordinator, Notre Dame. I mean, I, Brandon Wimbush, new quarterback. He's the guy. I, I don't think that's, there's a debate at this point, right? No. Brandon Wimbush is the guy, the offense. It's what Memphis's offensive coordinator came Chip over. Long. Yep. Chip Long comes over. They should have at least a more organized offensive identity this coming season. Um, and I, I think Brian Kelly has sort of delegated everything. So uh, defensively was where there were a number of issues early on last year. So gone. BVG attacking aggressive mentality. Yeah. Here, they're running a 425. They're running sort of that like hybrid type system with the rover. Right. Um, are you bullish on one Notre Dame taking a step forward in the spring in terms of, hey, this is a new defense we're running and we have the personnel to run this defense and two, ap- like actually able to execute a good, new, fun, fast defense in the fall? Well, the thing is, they've got a ton of talent. El Kale. El Kale's got a ton of talent, Dan. Yeah. Um, one of the stories that gave me hope was it was just recently, and I forget the publication, but I read a story recently about just some of the little things that he is demanding of the defensive personnel. Uh, and there was a quote about, you know, him him making sure that defensive players sprint to and past a cone. Okay. You know, it's implying that there are no shortcuts with that. That's the most spring headline. Totally. Ever. I love that. You can only read that in the springtime. But the implication yeah. is that you're not cutting corners now. So you're right. It's a spring headline. Yeah. Um, yes. Am I confident in it? I'm more confident in Elko than I was in Brian Van Gorder. I'll tell you that much. But I need to okay. see more of a product on the field to see how that personnel performs when it's put in different situations. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. I wish we had a spring fantasy things draft. Not that we need more things to keep track of, but 
one of my favorite things when a new coach is hired and they start doing workouts and they start doing spring practice, the stories that trickle out of like, what was that previous staff even doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? They, They call that weightlifting? What were they even thinking? Um, I love the subtle jabs at previous regimes of that new coach. They have to do it. That is just like a thing. You have to like you have to, to get uh, an enthusiastic, galvanized fan base. You have to convince them yeah. that the solution is that, oh, these excellent players just weren't trained properly. Right. And we've got the guys to come in and really whip them into shape. This weird subtweeting that goes on. I'm with you. Absolutely. There is always that like we changed the the weightlifting r- routine entirely. Oh, we have these new drills. These players aren't even used to Our these new kinds strength of drills. Coach is in the gym doing reps with the players. The players for the fir- they're throwing up, Ty. They're being yeah. worked so hard like they've never been worked before. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. That that all of a sudden this new coaching staff comes in and these are the masters of football training. Right. <laughs> it's great. Because the previous staff said the same thing about the previous staff. How do you feel so. about Mike Elko from the outside looking in? Good. I think uh, they, they will add an element. Listen, if you're succeeding on defense at Wake Forest, and yes, Wake Forest has gotten better in no small part because of the job that the coaches did bringing them to a competitive place. Mike Elko ran a good defense. It seems everybody has high praise for Elko as a, you know, the, his former players and former assistants, or at least the ones that aren't selling out game plans to opponents. Um I'm always impressed when somebody is able to win at a small place when the sort of chips are stacked against them, like is the case at Wake Forest a lot of the time. So that is an impressive pedigree when you're able to succeed on that level. And now that he has better players, objectively better players, I would imagine if he is able to organize his assistance and, you know, keep everything in mind, given the challenges at Notre Dame with it being a much bigger place. I'm optimistic. I, you know, Notre Dame is probably too talented to go. God, let me hold on. I'm looking up their 2016 record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're too talented to have a losing record again. So I, I am optimistic that Notre Dame's defense will improve. All right, let's play birds. <laughs> Just to make me feel better about things. Absolutely. Ty, final question. Yeah, please. Do you have a spring love story? Because that is what is in the air in the spring. A spring love story? When did you start da- dating the solid wife? What time of year? Summer. It was it was summer love. Yeah. Okay. Mine was end of summer. But I've my high school girlfriend was a spring love story, Ty. Okay. And that was, is... That's an intense kind of love, Ty, that high school. Well, that since school we're talking love. about spring... Yeah. And since we do have a spring break... There song here... Uh-huh. Which you wanted me to play earlier, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good spring break stories? So I don't in terms of me, but I watched a lot of MTV spring break time. Right. <laughs> I watched the spring break house. You know, all of a sudden, they you know, Eminem would be rapping on stage. And I like, God, how old must I have been? I 13, 10, 12, you know, the special area. Of Oh, that sounded weird. The special area of your life. And so I never actually went to like, what is it? Panama Beach? Panama City. Panama City, Daytona Beach, Cancun, Cabo. I never did that spring break in like high school or college. But I would watch that on MTV and think to myself, man, 
this must be the height of life. Yeah. <laughs> this must be, look at all these girls in bikinis and dudes just like bouncing beach balls. I don't know. It's just looked like the, the the best possible time to be had was at spring break. And then as soon as I got the opportunity to go to spring break, I emphatically decided I am 100% not doing this. I'm going to spring training. I, I went to the Bahamas my junior year. Okay. I was almost part of what I would very generously refer to as an international crime. Um, okay. You know me. I mean, I'm a rebel against the law, right? But um, Did you smuggle something? We were we were at this uh, Port Lucaya, I believe it was called. Okay. In the Bahamas. It was right on, right on like a, a harbor or a mm-hmm. port where ships would come in. And there was one boat outside our window that one night we decided to go and just talk to the owners of the boat. Mm-hmm. The foul play, spelled F-O-W-L-E for you, an Oregon Ducks fan. You might appreciate that. Sure. Uh, we just decided to, to get talking to the owners of the boat. Have to. Uh, they invited us on the boat, had a couple drinks. Shortly thereafter, someone else who was part of that crew came running back from one of the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. He had been in a fight. There was an angry mob. I'm not kidding. An angry <laughs> mob of people chasing behind him like that scene out of Happy Gilmore. And if it weren't for the Bohemian police, uh-huh. the gentlemen who were uh, actually steering the boat would have moved port to a different island. I was wow. mortified, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I was on the boat for multiple hours waiting for the crowd to disperse. I like that. Alas, I got off without uh, being in a different country, a different island, or getting my head beaten in. Wow. The foul play. Good story. Yeah. Um, I kind of have an idea for a secret verbal around this. Okay. We haven't done this in a long time. I'm all ears. I'm looking for a good recipient, but doesn't MTV now show, they have like a separate channel where they show literally everything that was shown in like a certain year. So like they'll start like they're just going to air 1997 in its entirety for a full year. Like the commercials, the shows, everything, the news breaks. I believe it. They do. So hypothetically, one could come across this channel, see an MTV spring break and spot a sports writer in the crowd. Okay. (laughs) Correct. That's I like where you're going with this. (laughs) So we have to figure out somebody that would be in like their 30s, probably. Okay. Late 30s, I don't know. It could be Spencer Hall. It could be something along there. Um, They're like, oh, my God, was just flipping the channels and saw you on MTV Spring Break at, like, a Kid Rock show. I like where you're going with this, Dan. Do you have a recipient? (sighs) Ralph Russo. No. No? Okay. The little kid from Sports Illustrated for Kids. (laughs) (laughs) Who's at the NCAA tournament. Dan, how about Martin Rickman? Ooh, I like this. Our old pal Martin. We've not gotten him yet, have we? This is true. No, we have not. I don't think we have. We take advantage of our position so often that I have no idea what we do. So he's with um, Uproxx, correct? Uproxx Sports, editor. He's wonderful. He's one of the nicest humans that exist. Um, Martin Rickman, if you are still listening to the show, this is the part of the show that we normally do during the season. It's called The Secret Verbal. We want you to tweet at Martin very politely at Martin Rickman, R-I-C-K-M-A-N. So M-A-R-T-I-N-R-I-C-K-M-A-N. Martin Rickman, just as it sounds. It's the least phonetically challenged handle. Absolutely. We'll ever give out. Tweet at Martin Rickman. 
hey, I was just, let me look at the what the station is called. It's like MTV Classic or something like that. Um, yeah, MTV Classic. Hey, was just flipping and went to MTV Classic and spotted you or saw you, you know, at the spring break house, you know, at a Kid Rock show, whatever. Uh, just really going for it. Just getting down. Just having what a great year? time. 2007? Let's see. Kid Rock spring break. Kid Rock MTV spring break. It would have been, yeah, he did Ba with the Ba in, <laughs> God, it looks like 1999. So you want to do 1999? That might be a little early for Martin. No, that's the point. That everybody okay. is just right. over and over. So just tweet him politely. Do not make reference to the solid verbal. Do no. not make reference with a hashtag, with anything. Um, so there's no tracing it back to us. Tweet at Martin Rickman. Hey, was just flipping to MTV Classic and saw you during the Kid Rock show at MTV Spring Break. So wild. Hope all is well. Something like that. I like just it. you spotted Martin while watching MTV Classic at the Kid Rock show at Spring Break 1999. There it is, Dan. I like it. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you again to our fine sponsor, Texture, for sponsoring today's episode. 200 plus magazines available Texture offers access to in-depth interviews and articles from the convenience of your phone or tablet. It's normally $9.99 a month. If you sign up now, though, at texture.com slash solid, you will get a 14-day free trial. Do it. For that guy over there, my good friend Dan Rubenstein. For myself, here in Allentown, my name's Ty Hildenbrand. Hope you have a sunny week and weekend, and we'll be back next week talk some more college football in the meantime stay solid peace some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor they know honey on pizza is where it's at and olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.